0: Quick question for you. Hey, let me ask you something. Can I ask you a question? Can you dig it? Yes, Guy. Can you dig it?
1: Yes, Guy. The man with the words
2: you've been dying to hear. Yes, Guy. This is The Yes, Guy Show with
1: Jim Taddy on TSN 1050.
0: Can you dig it?
1: Yes, Guy. It's that time of the week again. Welcome to Episode 69 of Yes, Guy. Jim Taddy and Perry go with you. And Perry, how are you this week, sir?
3: Doing great. How about yourself?
1: Very good. Got an interesting show lined up. We'll get to it in a second. Looking for an experienced real estate agent, Charles Park Managing Broker, REMAX West Realty Brokerage, has 27 award-winning years of real estate experience. So looking for the highest level of knowledge, experience, and service, put Charles Park in your corner. Visit charlespark.ca or call them or text them at 647-292-8886. Servicing from Hamilton to Kingston, from Toronto to Muskoka, Charles Park will not be outworked by anybody and introducing fox 40's new premium whistle the fox 40 titan in a sleek titanium body the titan emulates the authentic sound of the fox 40 classic available now in titanium gold or matte black go to fox40shop.com for that so our guests today are phil esposito with us in a few seconds al's brother in segment number two lucas meyer man of a thousand voices in segment three and of course yes guy no guy to wrap it all up let's bring in the hockey hall of famer now phil esposito phil how are you today sir
4: well, Jim, Teddy, how are you? And Perry, Luka. boy, voices from the past.
1: <laughs> Your top drawer now, Mr. Esposito.
4: Oh sure, no, no. I used. To. I'm down to the bottom drawer, baby.
1: <laughs> well, it anyway. is 2022. That. Fifty years since 1972, so let's zero in on a couple of things that happened in 1972. There was this flick that was released called The Godfather, and, and you, there was a possibility you were going to be in it. Take us through that.
4: Well, I I went to Chicago uh, with Tony Canigliaro. Remember Tony C? He got beaten yeah. Boston by Al Red Alex Sox, and, uh, yeah, and couldn't play, ever play again. He lost his vision. In his eye unfortunately he passed away, but um we went to Chicago and did an interview uh, my I interviewed for the part of Carlo, who was married to Talia Shear, who Clemente strangled in the car um if people if they know the movie, they'll know what I'm, what I'm talking about, and um yep. They uh, they said, look, we'd like you to have you do the role. They offered me $5,000 to do it. I would have had it been six weeks to eight weeks of shooting.
1: And that was in,
4: going to be in January, the end of January and February. Well, that's the middle of a hockey season. And in 1972, you know, we were winning Stanley Cups and I was winning scoring titles and stuff like that. There was no way I was going to do that. I said, no, I can't do that now, but it was interesting to go there and do it. And Tony Canigliaro, I, I don't know what Tony C was going to be, but somebody told me it was going to be Sonny, the part that James Kahn finally got, you know, and got the, a role for and was very good at it. So, but that was the story of that. And, um, but I often think about it. What would have happened if I had done that? <laughs> uh, well, it would have screwed up my hockey career, and hockey's more important than that, that sort of stuff.
3: Phil, I didn't know too much about Gianni Russo, so I just did some background. He was 25 years old, had no acting experience, and was a member of the mob. So his life dramatically changed because of this whole thing. What I want to know is when you saw the movie, did you say – Man, that is some kind of film. I wish I would have been in it.
4: Wow, well, you know, everybody, you can wish something, but you got to go realistic. I mean, I was making a hell of a lot more than $5,000 playing hockey. So I wasn't going to give that up. Plus the fact that it was my profession, not acting. Although I often said that I, acted almost every game. <laughs> Most of us did. Uh, but uh, I think Billy Barber was the best one though. At flopping. No, oh, he was the best. And uh but I wasn't I, I didn't have the the interest of going through that. I tested for another role with a hockey movie. In fact Eric Nestorenko got it as a coach. I don't know whether you remember this movie. I don't remember it. Rob Lowe was in it. I don't know what it was called. I tested for that, and they, they said, no, you're a little bit too good looking for it. I went, what? I said, I want you to tell my wife that right now. It was called Youngblood. I'm too good looking for it. So I didn't I get that part either. I remember doing that in New York sometime, and I was retired, so it was 80 maybe, 83. Uh, but I wasn't I wasn't interested. They weren't willing to pay. If you think about it, that movie Godfather, the only one that made any money as an actor was Marlon Brando. The rest of the guys didn't. Al Pacino made himself on that movie and,
1: uh, and
4: so did, well, James Caan, for that matter, and a lot of guys. Duval, I mean... It's an interesting, and turned out to be one of the great movies of all time. Although number two to me was really much better. I don't know why. I just thought it was much better.
1: Well, you probably like the scenes in Italy, and you know that would uh, that that would bring you back to your family roots, right?
4: The roots. My roots are Canadian.
1: Yeah. Period. I, you know, I'm a Canadian, and
4: American. That's all I care about, with Italian descent. And when people ask, I, I say this now, especially the way the world is nowadays. People say, oh, you're an Italian, huh? Well, not really. I was born in Canada, so I'm a Canadian. I live in the United States and became an American citizen. So I'm an American with Italian descent. I don't Go to Italy. I don't see Italy. I don't know what's going on in Italy. I worry about what's going on in the United States and what's going on in Canada. Quite frankly, I don't like what's going on in either country. Well, Phil, the World um, Cup the, of Soccer is tips. going
3: to be coming up. And, um, you know, as Canada's going to be in it, Italy's going to be in it, America's going to be in it. From your perspective, which country will you be cheering for?
4: What, in the World Cup?
3: Yeah, the World Cup of soccer.
4: I don't I don't follow it. I don't care. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's the truth. I don't care. <laughs>
1: well, you're always going to get an honest answer. I mean that that's for sure. But let's go back to that that did you, did you do a screen test and and did you ever see it?
4: No, I don't have a clue. I don't remember that. I don't think I did a screen test. It was well, I read a couple of lines in um, in the office, they get a script there, and we read a couple. Of, I read a couple of lines, but um, no. And in fact, I met the guy that did, played Gino. Okay, I met him in Carlo. a bar in New York City. Uh, or Carlo, yeah, his name was Gino, but I, I met him in a bar. Honestly, I couldn't believe it. He came up to me and my wife and he says, you Phyllis I said, yeah. He says, I got your part in The Godfather. I said, really? And then I looked at him. I think he had the same suit on that he had then The Godfather. <laughs> it was a big shirt. I'll never forget that. And um, we talked for a while and everything else. And I told him, I said, look, I was at the top of my I was at the top of my game then. It wasn't, I wasn't going anywhere. I wasn't deviating. No chance.
3: Phil, you've dabbled a bit in acting. You, you've done some various roles. And I'm, did you oh, yeah. Have you enjoyed the experience? Did you find it any more difficult than, than just the day-to-day rigors of playing hockey?
4: I enjoyed it when Alan Sick was producing the Running Samard show I did, Michael Douglas' show I did, Mike Douglas'. So I did, I, I I really enjoyed it, to tell you the truth. I did six or seven episodes of Rescue Me, uh, which was a, a Dennis Leary production about firefighters here. Uh, I did that, played you know, small parts, but got to get in there. And I did some movies with Frank D'Angelo, uh, five, four or five of those and most of those ones were ad lib which i like much better because sometimes people don't know you and they write they write something for you to say and i remember saying i wouldn't say that <laughs> i wouldn't say that so uh i you know frankie went along with it and we ad libbed a lot of our stuff and it turned out fine
1: so, if you would taken the Godfather role, uh, your your place in hockey history would have been slightly altered. I'm sure it would have resumed, but I don't know how that would have impacted the '72 Summit Series. And uh, you know, clearly, that was that was a moment. That was your destiny, right?
4: I guess it took me to uh, look. I turned it down. I turned Eagleson down twice. turned Harry Sinden down once, and but when Bobby Orr called me. He said, Phil, I can't play. My knees are bad. We really need you and your brother. And my brother was adamant that he did not want to go. He didn't want to do that. He didn't want to lose our hockey school. We gave everybody back their money, um, and to go to training camp and then obviously to go to play with the Team Canada 72 guys. And, and, um, they just, look, didn't like it. We, I didn't want to go on it. But when Bobby asked me, my teammate and my friend, what the hell am I going to do? I, I got to say, yeah. And my brother was not very happy with me for a while. And um, especially after the Canadian trip. But I'll, I'll say this. Whoever scouted us and I found out that they were the Maple Leaf scouts, they didn't know what the hell they were looking at. I mean, they told us things that were, were so unbelievably wrong compared to the way they played. So unbelievably wrong. And um, that's why it took a while. But my honest honest feeling, and I'll say it till the day of my last breath, those games in Russia, we became a team. We became a team in Sweden. We really did. We got screwed in the first game in Russia by officiating. It was as horrendous as I've seen it. And um, I'm not saying that we didn't play tough. We did. And when we went to Sweden, we thought they'd be watching us, and let's see if we could maybe intimidate them a little bit. At least that was on my mind. And uh, in Russia, after that first game, I didn't think we would lose again. I didn't. Uh, I I just felt it. I I don't know why, but I wasn't going to. I just was not going to let it happen. And maybe that's why I was greedy on the ice. I know I played way more than I should have while the other guys were sitting on the bench. I know that. But I just... Couldn't help myself. I just had the faith, faith in myself that I was going to get it done, no matter what, from hell or high water. I was going to get it done. We were not going to lose to them. And um, whether that's wrong or right is immaterial. In my heart, it was the right thing to do, and in my head, so that's all that matters.
3: Phil, the 5th anniversary is going to be coming up, you know, a few months from now. A lot of people yeah. are going to say they remember Henderson's goals, but a lot of people will also say the speech you made after Game 4 may have been the thing that just got everybody in Canada together, you know, from all the criticism that was happening. And I'm wondering, did that thing happen purely organically, or was there something that you were thinking, if I ever got a chance to say something, this is going to be the chance?
4: I No, I. It just came out, and it came out because when I was skating over to Esau, Johnny Esau, and uh, uh, these three three kids, or kids, they were in their late 20s, and they were just yelling obscenities and saying communism is better and all this other stuff. Well, that just set me off, boy. I had a stick in my hand, and I wanted to throw it at them like a spear. And honestly, I I, it bothered me tremendously. And when Johnny asked me, the minute he asked me, of course, I just went on. Do you know I never saw that thing for 10 years? I saw it in 1982 when we had our 10-year anniversary. And my first reaction was I was embarrassed. I don't know why, but I got embarrassed. And then... You know, it's just snowball to the point where I didn't realize except for the phone calls. And boy, did I get phone calls and did the team get phone calls. And when we got to Russia, all the telegrams of encouragement and everything like that was just unbelievable. And people saying, oh, that's because that's what you did to talk and all that. Well, I didn't think of that. I I really didn't. I was feeling bad for some of the guys on our team. I really was. I was feeling bad for Goldsworthy. I mean, that's all he wanted to do is win. Maybe he got too aggressive. Maybe he didn't. But that's all I wanted to do. You know, that's all he wanted to do. And some of the other guys that got really aggressive and what have you. We just wanted to win. And I remember telling the guys from Canada, Toronto, Montreal, and Vancouver, uh, you know, and the guys that are playing up there, I says, you know, I go back to Boston. My brother goes back to Chicago. Gilbert and Parkey and Ratty go back to um, New York. They don't give one damn about this series. It's you guys that are playing in Canada that are going to be under the gun. So will your families and your brothers. And your siblings when they go to the grocery store or something like that my dad had after that that first four games he had signs in front of him saying that my brother and i were traitors uh, you know i don't my folks didn't need something like that and i think that's why tony didn't want to play we got back to toronto the next day, they wanted us to fly to Sioux Marina to have a, 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 a big thing. And both Tony and I said, no, we're not interested. I, I went back to Boston, and the next night I played in a preseason game. Tony went back to Chicago and played next night in a preseason game. It was over. And 50 years later, here we are. And still... All the anniversaries had, anniversaries that we have had, not once has the Canadian government ever helped us. The Russian government did help those guys. And I am, I'm upset about it. And always have been. And it just doesn't make any sense. And why would you vote us the team of the century for crying out loud? Because we won? Because there was more politics involved than really the game. The players didn't know. The Russian players, they just went out and played. They were a bad bunch of guys. No way. But on that ice, they were the enemy. And, And we didn't care. We just wanted to win. That's all we wanted to do was win. So... You know, it's easy now because 50 years later, we won and now, I don't know, I still haven't heard whether the government's going to help us for the 50th anniversary or not. I don't know whether we're going to really be part of it because I know one thing, the Russians aren't going to come here and we're not going to go to Russia like we had originally planned. They were going to come here for three or four days and Couple of things, and then we were going to go over there. It would have been great. It would have been fun, but circumstances, of course, have altered all of those plans.
1: Wow. I mean, it sounds like you were. I mean, it was up to you guys to to come up with the win here, and you were on your own. You're on a little island there, weren't you?
4: Well, let me put it this way: we didn't have a charter. We had to go on two separate planes. One to go flew to Paris and up to Stockholm, the other one flew to London to Stockholm. And you know, Harry Sinon was on one group and John Ferguson was on the other. I was with Fergie's group. And I I you think about it. we didn't know whether we we're gonna have a charter flight coming back. If we hadn't won, I don't know what would have happened. And that, I resent that too. I resent it tremendously. Doesn't matter. We're representing the country. We're trying our best. Give us your best. But they didn't. The government didn't. Period.
1: Well, I really appreciate you stopping by. And you mentioned your brother. So, again, you know, we're all sad to hear Tony's passing last August. And, you know, it yeah. totally missed. He was he was a big part of everything. That's for sure. He
4: sure was, Jim. I think about that game, too, in, in Toronto. God, was he good. I've seen highlights of it. Man, he made saves. Holy crap. Didn't have a lot of shots. But in the first period, I think eight or nine shots and four of them. Were breakaways. <laughs> so Tony was Tony was something. He he was so intense. So the, the game, uh, you know, he did. I I screwed around a little bit, you know, having fun and joking and stuff. But my brother was so intense, so intense. But most goalies are, aren't they? Except yeah. for Jerry Cheever. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you tell us.
4: <laughs> oh, Cheesy Jerry was the best. Jerry was, CZ was the best. I'm telling you, he was the best. He used to say to me, I, you know, you go and pat him on the pad before the game started. I went, I remember the first time he said it. I pat him on the pad and he said, I'll see you after the game, Phil. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, and that <laughs> will end it, Phil. <laughs> Thanks very much for stopping by. It was great to hear your voice again.
4: You too, Jimmy. Take care, Perry. Talk to you guys. Thanks, for g- hey. Thanks a lot, Phil. All
1: right. Del Esposito, Hockey Hall of Famer. If you're an experienced real estate agent looking for comprehensive value and a distinct advantage, contact Charles Park, managing broker Remax West Realty Brokerage, offering state-of-the-art technologies with exclusive coaching and mentoring for a confidential interview. Call Charles at 647-292-8886 or email charles at remaxwest.net. Master your game strategy with Fox 40 coaching boards available for basketball, hockey, football, and more. Use the code YESGUY at checkout for 15% off your order. Go to fox40shop.com this is yes guy the radio show on tsn 1050. this segment is sponsored by braley financial advisors incorporated financial advisor braley ready to help you with your financial needs if you want a comfortable and real conversation about your options contact her at 1-877-734-3055 Or visit his website, BraleyAdvisors.com. With 31 years of experience, Herb will help you do what you want to do with your money and get it back to you when you need it the most. Financial clarity and comfort with Braley Financial Advisors Incorporated. Yes, Guy the Radio Show, Jim Taddy and Perry Lefko. pleased to have with us now Al's brother, Mike DiStefano. A.B., how are you today, sir?
2: I'm doing good. How are you gentlemen
1: doing? Good. So you've recovered from the uh, top prospects game?
2: Yes, i will be honest though, it took me a couple of a couple of days to recover from that. First of all, just an all day event. And second of all, I wasn't really thinking about how much my back was gonna hurt from just like standing all day like that. Standing <laughs> on the bench. I don't know how, how coaches yeah. do it. So especially somebody's like heftier guys like a Brucey e. Boudreaux, for all these years, like mm. being able to stand on that bench have a little bit more respect for uh for the coaching staff that's out there. <laughs>
3: How' brother, you did you did the prospects game, and then I heard you on the radio for four hours and I'm wondering what was more grueling behind the bench or four hours of radio?
0: Oh,
2: well, they both had their ups and downs. I mean honestly behind the bench was probably more grueling like four hours of radio is 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 tough business. The only thing that sucks about that is I didn't eat anything before I did Leafs lunch, so oh. then I rolled it into. Gameplay. So I legitimately just like had no food in my system the entire day. That's what kind of made that a difficult ride because I was sitting there at like 2 p.m. and I'm starving but can't do anything because, well, I got another two hours of radio to have to go through. And for whatever reason, I didn't go and get anything in between breaks either. For, but that's on me. That's why I had uh, the, the radio four hours I did on, what was that, on Wednesday, I want to say. That's what made that a little bit difficult for me. But in terms of uh, the, the coaching gig, I would say that probably was just a little bit more taxing because I was standing the whole time. Although I did get a cramp, I think that was on the same day, on Wednesday. Have either of you two gotten a, a, a cramp like in your hamstring in the most inopportune time ever where you just can't shake it and can't do anything about it? I mean, you've been, you've been in, in the business forever, Taddy. Has that ever happened to you while you're live on air and just got a leg cramp and you just don't really know what to do?
1: No, I I have to say that, you know, when you're on the air live, you're oblivious to the world. You're just uh, you're in a pain free zone. I've always thought that nobody can get at you and and you just sort of lose yourself. And that's why it's important to know when to eat and and when where the washroom is, because it is a human body.
2: (laughs) Yeah, unfortunately, I don't uh, that doesn't that doesn't work for me. I guess my, my my pain tolerance doesn't know when to turn off if I'm in the middle of a live show. I tell you, it was one of the more painful ones I got. I was like in the, in the middle of an interview with like Joe Bowen and boom, just my hammy tightens up. But I was like, what is going on? That was, a, that was an interesting experience. Sounds
3: so that like was brother. I want to know, do you consider yourself a rising star in the business? Because you're certainly getting a lot of airtime and uh, a lot of people like listening to what you have to say. Me in particular, the betting.
2: Well, I appreciate that, Perry. Uh I mean like I I don't I find that weird to say of myself to be honest. I just kinda go out there and do my thing. I just like to have fun. Honestly, at the end of the day I like to have fun. Um and and apparently that seems to be something that a lot of a lot of people like to watch and listen to. So whether it's overdrive or Leafs lunch or it was the top prospect game or gameplay the other day. Like I just wanna go out there and have fun. That's what it's all about. Uh, it's sports, it's not like we're we're sitting here talking about the most serious of topics. So if that's what people enjoy listening to, and and if that's going to make me you know a more popular uh, figure to listen to, then hey, I'll take it because that's what I'm out there to do. But I, I I I would just find it weird to say that I consider myself a rising star. If other people want to say that, hey, I'll take the compliment. But I, I I just I don't know. I can't say it about myself. I find it I find it a little bit weird. Like I'm still rather young in the in the industry, so. I, I don't have enough uh, credence such as, you know, the great Jim Taddy to, to kind of pat myself on the back quite oh. yet.
1: <laughs> well, the Jimmer doesn't do that either. He just goes from scene to scene. Um, well, let me ask you about the hat, because, I, I mean, I really like the hat. I immediately thought a bunch of MLAC and I thought, good Twitter account, imlac's hat or AB's hat. I mean, have, have you explored the, the Twitter universe that way? <laughs>
5: I haven't.
2: I haven't. But Punch Himlach, that, uh, that was my inspiration. So I'm glad that I was able to, to kind of get that out there because that's what I was kind of looking for. And the second that I got asked to do this head coaching or the uh, a celebrity coaching gig for the Top Ross Price game, that was the one thing that I knew I wanted to do. I wanted to wear a hat behind the bench, and, and Punch black was kind of the, the look that I had in mind. So the fact that I was able to kind of pull it off, I guess, was, 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 you know, awesome. But the funny thing is that wasn't the hat that I was supposed to wear. Um, a good friend of mine, he's a, a really big hat collector. He used to, to coach. He currently coaches the Cobra Cougars actually. Um, but he wears hats behind the bench. And I remember seeing photos of him. and I was like, Man, that just looks so cool. So he had like a Navy blue, um, like a brim cap that I was supposed to wear. what went with my suit, but, Logistically, we weren't going to be able to make it happen. So last second, I had to find this other hat, and, and it turned out to actually work, maybe even a little bit better because it 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 ended up looking more Punch Imlikey, anyways. Um, but a Twitter account, I have not yet quite done that. But now that it's out there, I wouldn't be surprised if someone goes and steals that uh, and starts tweeting out from Punch imlac AB hats. <laughs> Well, I
3: referenced before betting and next week it's uh everything you want to bet on you can. So I think it's Monday actually it starts. What is there any particular type of bet, you know, whether it's the masters or something that you're just eagerly waiting to do?
2: Uh I mean the the NFL draft is, is coming up and that's later in the month of April. So that that's like you know, I'm a big draft buff and, and I love the NFL draft and I was just looking at the odds the other day. And, and now that betting is becoming, you know, legalized and, and more accepted around the world and around North America, at least, the amount of bets that you can make on the NFL draft is actually astounding to me. Like, you can wager – at first it was like wager on, you know, the top three picks or who is going to go where. You can wager on almost anything now when it comes to the NFL draft. Like, who's going to be the first – Quarterback off the board, the first running back off the board, the first tight end off the board. Is this player going to go over uh, or under? You know, pick nine and a half. Is are we going to see four or uh, the over/under for uh, quarterbacks taken in the first round is set at four and a half? And you can bet on almost anything. So to me, the one thing that I'm looking forward to. It's in a few weeks from here, but I'm gathering all the information now so that I have all all the information when I make my bets and. And I can make these educated guesses, I suppose, are still at the end of the day guesses. Don't legitimately know what's going to happen here when it comes to a draft. Um, but that's the one thing that I'm looking forward to. And, and I've been doing some research and whatnot, and hopefully I'll be able to uh, to take some money off the books. Although, you know, it doesn't happen too, too often. You know, Vegas never wins, but uh, or Vegas never loses but that's the one event that that I'm looking forward to. The Masters obviously everybody always gets gets jacked up for the Masters. The one thing I find hilariously interesting about the Masters this year is we don't yet know if Tiger Woods is going to play. Yet I don't know if you guys have been keeping watch on his odds, but they just keep like raising higher and higher and higher. I think it was on like Wednesday, he was 66 to 1 to win it and then he dropped to 50 to 1. By midday on Thursday, and then he was 40 to one by the end of the day on Thursday, and he hasn't even said if he's playing yet. It's it's unbelievable just based on him walking an 18-hole practice shot at Augusta earlier this week had that much effect on his odds to win the to win the Masters.
1: A.B., one final before we let you go, and we appreciate you stopping by. I just want to go back to that scene in the dressing room, uh, I guess the pregame when you're announcing who's the starting lineup. I mean, was that a one-take thing, and how did that happen?
2: Oh, 100%. I, I – do I, you remember, I think um, it was Marty St. Louis. A video was floating around there a few years back. Marty St. Louis, when he was a member of the New York Rangers, he kind of did something similar where they got the – you know the the chant going with the double hit on the on the pageant clap you know boom boom clap boom boom clap and then he went and he announced his starting roster that was kind of what i wanted to do something like that but then i took it kind of in a different direction with my announcement where i went kind of like a a bruce or a michael buffer or like wwe style announcement and you bet you bet that was a one take I, i wasn't sure how it was going to go down, how it was going to be received by these kids. You know, they're like 18, 17, 18 years old. I thought maybe they might look at it and be like, who's this loser, this stiff up here? What a what a jerk off. But he certainly <laughs> you know, he seemed to appreciate it. They thought it was fun. They seemed to be, you know, kind of into it. Um, but it was it was good. And, and it just seemed to rile up the kids. And, you know, I, it was uh, Craig Button told me afterwards when he saw it, he said, you did a really good job. He said, you set the tone for that game. They went out there, they played, they won, and uh, I, you know, not to say that I'm going to take credit for that victory, but I don't think uh, I don't think it hurt them. I'll say that Team Red did not have a pump up quite like that. I don't know if you saw the contrast on Sports Center afterwards. We were all fun, we were loose, and, and we went out there and we got got it done. They were all business ahead of the game, so I think I got them loosened up uh, and, and maybe maybe got them in the right frame of mind to go out there and get the victory. So I'll take a little bit of credit for it.
1: Oh, absolutely. That was inspirational. A.B., <laughs> thank you very much. Appreciate it.
2: Thank All right, guys. Have a good one. You too. Thank you.
1: This segment is sponsored by Braley Financial Advisors, Incorporated. Financial advisor, Herb Braley, ready to help you with your financial needs. If you want a comfortable and real conversation about your options, contact Herb at one 734 3055 Or visit his website, BraleyAdvisors.com. With 31 years of experience, Herb will help you do what you want to do with your money, get it back to you when you need it the most. Financial clarity and comfort with Braley Financial Advisors Incorporated. Stay safe and stay heard with the Fox 40 electronic whistle, producing 100 decibels at the push of a button. The electronic whistle is perfect to bring along for any outdoor activity. Don't forget to use the code YESGUY at checkout for 15% off your order. Go to fox40shop.com. This is yes Guy, the radio show on TSN 1050. Yes, guy the radio show, Jim Chattie and Perry Lefko with you. Homeowners and first-time buyers, if you're considering purchasing, refinancing, if your mortgage is coming up for renewal, talk to Dean Romani, TMG SafeBridge Mortgage Solutions. Dean will provide you with custom-tailored mortgage solutions for all your needs. You can contact Dean on Twitter at MTGDean. Visit his website, DeanRomani.com, or give him a call at 416-885-1761. Now, on line one, we have a guest. Uh, guest, uh, welcome, and uh, how are you How are you doing today? Who yeah, are you? I'm very
5: well. It's Jim Taddy here. How are you?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I'm talking to myself.
5: <laughs> Jim, I've got I to be honest with you. I'm a little bit irked because of what you said last week. You remember what you said last week?
1: <laughs> what did I say last week?
5: I show that Jimmy Holmstrom was the best intro you've ever had to your show, and i got to tell you that I disagree with that because if you're an experienced real estate agent looking for comprehensive value <laughs> and seek advantage, contact Charles Park, managing broker, Remax West Realty Broker. <laughs> And I can't believe you'd have the, <laughs> you'd have the foolishness to say that that anybody could have done a better intro than yourself. I can't believe you could say that. That's a big no, guy. <laughs> I got a, now I've got
1: a yes. with
5: you. I got a friend with you, Jim. I've got a friend with you. You might remember us.
1: No doubt. Okay. Come
0: in here. Come in here, Bob. Hey there, boys. Bob Cole coming here from the great state of St. John's. You know, I was in the store the other day with Gino and James Duffy, and you won't believe what I saw. I was shopping for apples, and hold on. Iserman turning in, another shot, score, Iserman scores, Detroit wins the series, this is over, anyway, I was shopping for apples and they ran out of Royal Gala. so instead I, I looked down the aisle and Gilmore at the end of the aisle, waiting, 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 it's a goal,
5: and that was the end of the story.
3: That is, oh, that, okay. is in, that is incredible. It almost makes me yearn for something like Jack Armstrong. I kind of feel something's
0: coming oh! on. Oh! <laughs> Jim, 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 all yeah, I got yeah, to say yeah, is yes, guy. I, was talk, I was talking to John Tory. He's a great mayor, and the premier, Doug Ford, they need people to get out and vote. It's coming up. The big election is coming up. And if you're a player and if you're not going to vote, all I have to say is, no 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 no.
5: Here <laughs> like Jaime oh, oh, this here. Here's the thing, Jack is so beloved. He's so <laughs> beloved in this city. He like he shouldn't have to pay for a meal anywhere, but he's gone to the point where he's so beloved, he doesn't even enunciate that catchphrase anymore. It's not even actual words. Like he doesn't say, "Get that garbage out of here." <laughs> he just said, I mean, it's just, it's it's unbelievable. And he pulls it off. Like, that's how much people love Jack. He doesn't even have to say the catchphrase words anymore. So shout out to Jack. How are you, Jim? Great to be back with you.
1: Good. good, good. Lucas Meyer, ladies and gentlemen, man of a thousand voices. Can we use that?
5: Anytime. I mean, send a check. No, I'm just kidding. I would never.
1: Well, I mean, have you added something to your repertoire? I mean, things are happening around the world. I'm just wondering if maybe there's an Oscar moment or something you want to throw in there.
5: Well, geez, wasn't that incredible? Well, you know, I, I don't think I've ever, I don't, I, I don't think I've ever done Bob before. Um, but I was, I was, you know, during March Madness, I always enjoy, you know, listening to some of my favorite, you know, play-by-play guys, and of course, Bob is was a, you know, an incredible legend. So I never done that one before, and. You know what the funny thing is about Jack is that when I did play-by-play myself back at the University of Calgary, I actually busted out a a hello like as a tribute to to Jack. Uh, So I I don't think I've ever done that one though as as an impression before. Um, So, but in terms of Hollywood, I don't think I don't think I've ever I've ever invited Clint Eastwood onto your show either. I don't think I've ever invited Clint Eastwood onto the show. Have I?
1: I think you're about to do it now. Clint, yeah, yeah I think it could happen now.
5: Clint, could you come over yeah. here for a second and talk to Jim? Uh, <laughs> well, Jim, I noticed that you always say yes, guy. But there's a reason I never do. Because when you're around me, there's nothing to be happy about. You got that, guy? Okay, Clint, you got to relax. It's a, it's a fun show. There's no need to get that intense. You don't tell me how intense I have to be. The thing is, like Clint Eastwood, I don't think he's ever unclenched his teeth when he talks ever. His top teeth and his bottom teeth are always they're stuck together. So it's literally just his. Glad li- well, you got to ask one question.
2: Do I feel like. Well, do you,
5: punk? Like, my teeth are together when I say that.
3: Can I ask oh, no. one, a very quick one? Just, I have to say, Clint Eastwood is amazing, but can you maybe throw in a pinball just to give us that ultimate inspiration?
5: Well, Clint Eastwood may never be a no guy, but I'm always a yes guy, and I'm always a yes guy with my great friend Jim and Perry Lefko. Always. Positivity.
1: Lucas, I mean, I've I got to I have a headache here. That, 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 well, this has been that great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Twitter account, at Meyer underscore Lucas. So I, I mean, you should go on the road with this stuff.
5: Yeah, you know, it's it's one of those things where <laughs> – you know, it, it's great that, I've, you know, Perry suggested that before. Who knows? Maybe there will be something a little bit down the line. But I'll tell you what you can always do is master your game strategy with Fox 40 coaching boards available for basketball, hockey, football, and more. <laughs> Use the code yesguy check out for 50% off your order. Go to fox 40 com. So, you know, even, okay, if well done. It, yeah, even if it doesn't work out, you know, uh, because I've never, you know, done anything on the road, Jim, you know, maybe there's, you know, if you ever need a break. Like, just throw me in there. Like, if you've got 15 yeah. minutes and there's an emergency that comes up and somebody has to co-host the show is you, just give me a shout. I can do that. Yes, guys.
1: Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Lucas, thank you very much. Really appreciate it.
5: All the best. It's always a pleasure, guys. Have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful
1: weekend. Great to speak to you as always. Yes, thank you. And, and I'm going to do my Lucas Meyer impersonation on the way out. Homeowners are first-time buyers. If you're considering purchasing, refinancing, if your mortgage is coming up for renewal, talk to Dean Romani, TMG, Safe Ridge Mortgage Solutions. Dean will provide you with custom-tailored mortgage solutions for all your needs. You can contact Dean on Twitter at MTG Dean. Visit his website, DeanRomani.com, or give him a call at 416-885-1761. Be prepared on the ice with the Fox 40 hockey products like the Fox 40 Call and the Fox 40 Super 4 CMG. Use the code YESGUY at checkout for 15% off your order. Go to Fox 40 40- Show com. this is yes guy on tsn 1050 yes guy no guy well, ladies and gentlemen boys and girls drivers and passengers time now for the official yes guy radio show edition of yes guy no guy we got to squeeze this in our guests were really good today go ahead sir
3: after hearing lucas meyer doing an, an imitation of you you don't even know who you are anymore
1: uh, yes, guy, I always know who I am. It's just, it's, it's funny to hear yourself that way. <laughs> he does a great job. So uh, uh, no guy, or yes, guy, I know who I am. No guy to whatever you said, because it's confusing, <laughs> and my head's all over the place. <laughs> yes, guy, no guy, Phil Esposito could have been a great actor. Yes,
3: Phil Esposito, amazing guy. We both know him well. Yes, he would have been a most amazing actor in The Godfather. I wanted to ask him, who we didn't want to have play him in a role about his life. We didn't get to it maybe another time. So, uh, yes, Guy, to your question.
1: Yeah, well, there would be a movie on Phil, that's for sure, right, just because of the, of what he achieved and, and, and his character. I mean, he's really, he's really straightforward. So, you ask him a question, he gives you the answer. Um, yes, Guy, no Guy, I'm going to go ahead here of you. Uh, Al's brother should trademark the headgear. Yes, Guy.
3: Al's brother is a rising star, so he should do everything he can just to prop himself up. What do you think? Do you think he's a rising star, yes guy, no guy?
1: Oh, absolutely, yes guy. Yeah, absolutely. He's been on a show three times now. That's Not everybody gets to say that, so, so an emphatic yes guy. Go ahead, sir.
3: You are excited about the possibility of Tiger Woods in the Masters?
1: Uh, Yes guy, just because it was so bleak a year ago, and, and just to see him work his way back you have the feeling that if it doesn't work out this time he will be back you, you're sort of optimistic that way so that's an emphatic yes guy uh do you have another we can squeeze one more in
3: the Toronto Maple Leafs from one day one game to the next you just don't know what you're going to get from them
1: uh, I agree with that yes guy but it's not a bad thing uh they have the earmarks of a team that might surprise in the playoffs I know a lot of people are down about that but uh, you, you you can't look away you can't You can't count them out of anything. So let's end that on on a Yes Guy. And thanks for stopping by. I hope you enjoyed episode 69 of Yes Guy. I hope you come back next week for episode 70. Thank you to our guest, Phil Esposito, Al's brother, Lucas Meyer, and thank you for stopping by. Enjoy your weekend.